more testing, more difficulty, more struggle. People think, oh, if I could just get $5 million, but you ever heard more money, more problems? <laughs> like, like, like you recognize that you can get a blessing, but the back end of every blessing is burden every single time. I was just talking to the, the guy here who owns this studio that I'm in right now. I'm just talking to my man right now. And we're talking about what it looks like to grow teams and what it looks like. Everybody get a team. Your business is growing. That comes with more problems. <laughs> a bigger house comes with more square footage to take care of. A bigger, beautiful family comes with more responsibility. <laughs> more revenue in the business comes with more tax liabilities. Come on. There's a back end of the blessing. What's up, and welcome to the Unruly Podcast. I am your host, Rashawn, the Mindset and Communication Coach, and I'm excited to have you here. I know you could be any place in the world right now, maybe not any place in the world, maybe not like Barcelona, Spain, or, you know, the south of France, but you, you could be other places and you decided to be here with me, and I appreciate that. I'm humbled by that. I'm thankful. Appreciate you. Hey, do you watch National Geographic? question. It's on Disney Plus. If you don't watch it, you definitely should. I'm a history nerd. Like, I've always loved history. I've always leaned into it. I would have, like, all D's and F's and an A in history. <laughs> I just love it. I, I, I'm so interested and intrigued by history, and I found myself watching National Geographic with my daughter, Alea, who's also in the history, a few days ago. And Whoever, whatever the show was, I can't tell you. I'll, I'll be able to maybe drop it in the description before this goes live. They were, they were exploring different parts of Africa, my homeland, right? Like I've not been back. I, I, I've not been. I said not been back. I've not been at all. But I want to go. They were exploring different parts of Africa, and they were studying at one point. I believe it was in Morocco, this African pottery. Like they were studying African pottery, and they were showing how it was made. I was like, oh, y'all didn't give me something to talk about. This beautiful African pottery that's been preserved for thousands of years. Like, people are amazed, artists are amazed how folks with limited technology were able to produce art so beautiful, so durable, and so world-changing that we still marvel at it today. And as the individual was walking through this process of how this pottery was made, I couldn't help but think, oh, that's how I've been made. That's, that's how you've been made. Let me talk to you about this African pottery. The, the, the steps that a Moroccan artist would have gone through to create this beautiful pottery. The first step, the first thing they did, they would take old pottery. They would take old pottery that was no longer being used or that was broken or cracked, and they would break it. They would break it down into hundreds of little itty bitty pieces. They'd break it down. And once they would break it down, this is still step one, they'd break it down and they'd crush it. They'd break it down and they would crush it. And they would crush it and, and crush it all the way down till it was just dust and it was like sand-like, right? And then once they, once they did that, they would move to, to step two, which is they would put it together with water now, and they would stir it, stir it, and they'd stir it, and add more water, and then more of the broken clay mix, all the way until it became like a mud. It became malleable, 
right? It became malleable, where you, where you were able to now take it and begin to squeeze it. It had texture. And then step three is what would happen is they would actually begin to mold it or craft it or turn it into the thing that they wanted it to become. And so remember, they broke it down, they crushed it, they, they, they took it then and, and started pouring water in it and, and they would they would stir it until it was malleable until you could begin to mold it. Then they would actually mold it into a, a vase or into a, a, a big bowl or whatever they were gonna use it for. And so after they began to let the sun dry it for a little while, it was this bowl, right? It was this beautiful bowl that they put these beautiful engravings and, and, and decorations on. Step four, they would place it in the fire. <laughs> they would place it in the fire because the fire is actually what made it hard. The fire is what brought everything together and made it hard. Because without the fire, it would be too soft to sustain itself. It would be too soft to be used. Hear what I'm saying? The fire is actually what prepared it for step five. Usage. To actually be used. Rashawn, I've been following you, bro. And like you talked about the National Geographic Channel. You're talking about Morocco. You're talking about the steps of creating this beautiful Moroccan pottery. What are you talking about? See, you missed it. It went over your head somewhere. It went over your head. I'm talking about you. Did you hear the steps that it took for the pottery to actually be used? You're so mad right now. You're on social media looking around and you're like, oh, this person's doing that and he's doing this and he's great at that and she's traveling and she's in her gift and she's doing this. And, and you're talking about the person finally being used. Finally, God being able to use that gift. Finally, they're ready. That's step five. You rarely, I guarantee you rarely watch someone who's great at what they do. You rarely watch someone that you admire and wonder what they look like at stage one. Stage one is where the Moroccans would take and break apart and crush the old pottery. Mm, now I'm talking. Like you sit here and you don't want to go through your season of crushing. That season of stress. That season of struggle. That season of being beaten, of being broken, of being crushed, and you despise that season. You're looking at see people on step number five. You want to be that, and you don't recognize that in order to be that, you got to go through step one. Come on, you know how many times I was crushed? You know how many times I had to go through things that sucked? You know how many times I went through pain? You know how many times that I, was, I felt broken that I wanted to give up? Oh, God, thank you for those seasons. Like, I wouldn't give those up for anything because they've allowed me to be in seats like this. They've allowed me to be on stages. They've allowed me to be in rooms that I don't deserve to be in. Why? That was step one. That was the brokenness. And that's you. You got to go through that. And so if you're going through it, be encouraged. If you're going through it, thank God for the opportunity to get stronger. Thank God for this test that's going to be a testimony. Thank God for this pressure because it's producing a diamond. Thank God for it. Step one, you had to get crushed. And remember, step two, they, they poured water in, in, the, in the crushed pottery that had been grinded down to sand so it become malleable. It had to become malleable to the point where it could then be molded. You're so rigid sometimes. I'm so rigid sometimes that like, I, I say that I have a growth mindset, but sometimes my mindset is fixed and that I don't even want to become anything more because I think I'm in a groove and I think this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And sometimes God's like, boy, are you tripping? I got something else for you. You have to put yourself in position you have to put yourself in position to be malleable again. 
to not be so fixated on something, not have such a fixed mindset to where you can't grow anymore. I said that they crush it and then they make it malleable. Are you putting yourself in environments where your mindset's being stretched and you're malleable and you're growing and you're opening yourself up to new ideas and new concepts and new ways of thinking and new ways of living maybe? Because step three is actually now being molded. Like being molded, becoming, now you're gaining that confidence of like, oh my goodness, like I can do this. I remember I was going to drop out of Marshall University. College dropout, I was going to be. Why? I never heard that story. Rashawn, you never broke it down for me. I rarely tell it. I'm embarrassed. I was going to drop out because my advisor, after being there for three and a half years, my advisor told me, in order for you to graduate, you have to take two public speaking classes. What? Two public speaking classes. I, the thought of me standing before people and communicating not only made me sick to my stomach, not only made me lightheaded, not only made me nervous, not only gave me anxiety, it made me contemplate dropping out of college. <laughs> I, I wasn't open to the idea of what mastering the art of communication could do for me and for others. I wasn't malleable. I wasn't, I was so fixed on being a person who didn't speak that I didn't open myself up to the possibilities of what does it look like when you become a master at this? How many people can you help? How many stages can you be on? What can this do for your family? What can it do for the, the people coming after you? You have to be malleable. You have to be willing to go through the go-through. You have to be willing to be malleable. Then you have to be able to be molded because then as I started speaking, God could then begin to mold me into what he's called me to do all along. Like, you may not have the confidence right now because you've skipped steps one and two. You want to be molded into something, but you haven't gone through those first two steps. Like, I'm, I'm, I feel like right now I'm on step three, step four, in a way. I'm about to get to step four, but I'm still being molded. I'm still learning more about myself. I'm still seeing possibilities of where this gift can take me, where this skill set can take me, what it can do to help and change the world. I'm still being molded. Like the beautiful Moroccan pottery, I'm still being molded. I'm still becoming. And then step four, be careful. Because even when you go through the go-through, you go through the crushing. Then you go through the becoming malleable. Step two. And then step three is you're, you're actually molded. Step four, you go into the fire. <laughs> step four, you go into the fire. Because the fire is what takes the thing that's been molded and it makes it hard enough to be sustained and be used. It's the fire, it's the trials, it's the tribulation, right? You thought the crushing was difficult. What about when you have the confidence? What about you when you've been molded? Then you go back into the fire, more testing, more difficulty, more struggle. People think, oh, if I could just get $5 million, but you ever heard more money, more problems? <laughs> like, like, like you recognize that you can get a blessing, but the back end of every blessing is burden every single time. I was just talking to the, the guy here who owns this studio that I'm in right now. I'm just talking to my man right now, and we're talking about what it looks like to grow teams and what it looks like. Everybody get a team. Your business is growing. That comes with more problems. <laughs> a bigger house comes with more square footage to take care of. A bigger, beautiful family comes with more responsibility. <laughs> more revenue in the business comes with more tax liabilities. Come on. There's a back end of the blessing. There's a back end of the molding, and that's fire. That means there's another level to take it to. But that fire hardens you. It prepares you to do more. It prepares you for step number five, to be used, to be utilized. Because that Moroccan bowl, the beautiful bowl, was probably used for 30, 40 years. 
but it would not have been able to bring value to people's lives. It would not have been able to bring value to the world unless it went through those other stages. And so I don't want you to rush the process. I want you to just trust and believe that God is bringing you through each one of those. And when the time is right, you will be able to bring value. You will be able to be utilized, but don't rush the process. Become that beautiful Moroccan pottery. Don't skip any steps because you'll need each one in order to be maximized at every single level you go to. Five stages. Don't rush the process. That's all I have for you today. Be an African. Well, some of y'all can't be African, but you can embrace that beautiful Moroccan pottery. That's all I have for you. I love you. Until next time, stay unruly and go be great.